Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 171 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Monday of Bets, also known as So You Don't Have to Check Your Calendar for the First Time This Week, thanks to yours truly, November the 29th of the year 2021. We have a loaded show to kick off this week, filled with nothing but insights, analysis, best bets, special plays, everything in between, and you know the occasional rabbit hole. But before we get into all of that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the talking the line podcast on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew but if you are watching on one of our social media platforms make sure you hit that like button or follow button there so you never miss any additional content there too but we never forget about our audio listeners if you're listening on uh, your favorite podcast directory to the TTL pod. Make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already as we release the audio of every live show after it is complete. Next item up on the docket, if you could be so kind as to do so, please take a few moments to hit that like button as well. Leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat. If you are watching live, hey, maybe hit that share button. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, neighbors, People who live on the opposite side of the globe are you, but maybe call themselves a good old-fashioned degenerate and like cash and tickets. We do that here at the TTL Pod, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do all of those things, because it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will locate TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and all of our additional content so you can consume all of that in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, Welcome back to the TTL Pod. I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton 
Captain Colt, Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out with me and my partner, get some picks, get some analysis, dive deep into the rabbit hole or two or 12. Missed you over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday here. We took two days off. So we got plenty to discuss here in the opening of the show, but I got one final duty to do. I got to bring in that co-host of this here Talking the Line podcast. Haven't seen him live in prime time for quite some time now. There's time a few times and a couple more times. Here's times to bring him on. You know him as, got him laughing as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend and TTL resident cheese head himself, Mr. Riley, Armax Magnuson. Partner, how the hell you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing absolutely spectacular. Time and time again. Time is time and, you know, time, time, time. I'm doing fantastic, man. I know a lot of people are talking about a uh, holiday hangover after this long weekend. I don't know about you, man, and I know it'll be cured here in a few short minutes, but uh, I've got a little bit of a sports hangover after the last, not even the last few days of action, the last entire week going back to last Monday. Dude. I, and I mean, the more I think about it, as I'm just laying this out, we've kind of been nonstop for, uh, you know, day and night through like last Saturday, speaking of since Monday through, th- through Friday was as electric as it was. But hey, man, like I said, I've got no doubts that it's going to be uh, cured by more, uh, you know, more sports, obviously, as we get along here in the day. But so enough. man, it was a solid weekend for me. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm ready to get back into the swing of things. Uh, business as usual. Uh, yeah, as usual, as we like to say. As per usual uh, would be the right way to put it. How was uh, your Thanksgiving? How was the day after everything in between, my man? Uh, pretty damn relaxing. Uh, Thanksgiving itself was a little busy. Got to see a little bit of action. Missed a decent chunk of the late night football game. But nonetheless, it was a uh, hell of a weekend. A hell of a uh, reset the batteries while, mm. in a way, resetting the batteries. But also, it was wire to wire ridiculous action that you couldn't take your head off. So, in a way, not that, uh, you know, relaxing in a body sense, but not in a sports mental sense. So, you know. Not we'll at see. all, dude. I <laughs> tweeted it out yesterday. I said, yo, are the last three days of sports quite possibly the best three days that there have been on the entire calendar? I mean, I thought Thursday was going to be solid with the NFL and the college uh, basketball, a little college football. Friday outdid that. Saturday outdid that. And then Sunday absolutely torched that. I mean, it was a beautiful weekend of sports. I can't say it enough. You said it about five times already. I think it was a damn good weekend. Sunday was absolutely bananas with uh, NFL. Didn't have the best day on the books yesterday in NFL, but it was because of a lot of last uh, last minute just absolutely destroying Mm -hmm. my bets. Colts and uh, took the Colts plus three. That absolutely sucked. Uh, Houston minus two and a half. That absolutely sucked. There's just a lot of lot of weird games, and uh, the average line was minus three and a half across the market, man. And uh, I can't believe how tight a lot of those games were projected to be. So I we had a we had a weekend and a half, a Sunday Mm -hmm. and a half, everything and a half. Um, didn't do too bad across the books. How'd you do, uh, bankrupting the books, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, everything in between? Honestly, college basketball, uh, this past few days was the only thing that I was real, at least successful mm. in. Everything mm. else was very, very wheel spinny. I, I mean, you mentioned some of the bad beats you had. I stayed away from a lot of sides and went to a lot of like touchdown score props, got my mm. ass dragged through the mud, had a, uh, you know, a saving grace in a, uh, same game parlay plus 500. But aside from that, man. Uh, I am, uh, I've got my sights set on other things here coming up this week that I am, uh, starting to feel a lot better about, uh, here as a few of these seasons get on with it. 
Most definitely, man. I would agree with you on the college basketball front. I've been raking pretty much yeah. uh, consistently there, and everything else seems to be kicking me in the teeth. Well, college football wasn't too bad uh, no. this past weekend, but man, oh man, overall, just goodness gracious, the NFL is just still so confusing. <laughs> I don't know what to call of it, but we got a show to get into, yeah. man. We got all types of shit going on. Uh, speaking of college basketball, what do we got coming up here today? I got six college basketball Ooh. picks to dish out here. Uh, ones that I would all consider five-star plays, and I mm -hmm. think you need to add to your bet slip ASAP. Mags is taking care of also one of the uh, college basketball plays, but we're lining up on that place, so uh, maybe you just might really need to hammer that bad boy in. Uh, he's also got two plays outside of that. He's covering the Thursday night football matchup. He's got Monday a – oh, wow. Yeah, it's Monday, huh? Uh, Monday night football <laughs> matchup. He's got a play on the spread and the total for you fine folks out there. And then we got today's special play, the Monday Madness Parlay. Three legs on that bad boy, all college basketball legs, paying out at plus 586 odds, my friend. So get ready to hammer that bad boy in. And then we'll recap all of that jazz so you got time to add it into your bet slips or jot it down on your pen or your paper with your pencils, not your pens, uh, not never, just in case we make uh, any mistakes. And then uh, Moneyline Dice will wrap up all of the first half of the show. They've got an NBA roll tonight, Pacers at Timberwolves. Timberwolves are minus three favorites. We couldn't really pick a side, so you know what we turn to, the cubicle objects that be known as the Moneyline Dice live on set ready to rock and roll for the third segment of the day or the fourth segment of the day that'll wrap up the entire first half then we'll dive into the second half we got our mag sidebar uh we got a little bit of back and forth banter of course maybe a couple leans to dive into uh tell you a little bit about uh, some of our additional content some announcements for you guys and then we'll wrap it all up with my motivation minutes got uh the first of my two weekly quotes from the legendary coach john wooden so we'll wrap that all up to uh close the show outside of that partner anything uh i missed there didn't discuss didn't talk about that uh bears mentioning before we get this proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks i mean as far as the weekend's concerned the only thing we missed was some breaking news obviously we'll get into mm. that later but lincoln riley headed to the west coast leaving oklahoma in the dust oklahoma fans are beside themselves right now trying to grasp onto any type of not even like Boma fuck you, like trying to <laughs> like I, trying to get this man arrested or something like that hey i i know a guy who would take that job in a heartbeat and uh you know he he says something along the lines of go tigers but uh, uh who am i what boma suna Omasuna. Could you we'll imagine that? Oh, we'll oh, get yeah. into that later. <laughs> we got plenty of shit to discuss. Uh, before I kick this bad boy off, make sure you follow both me and Mr. Riley Magnuson on the Action Network app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Riley is at rmags in all caps. And then you can find the Talking the Line best bets of the day at Talking the Line. You can also find, uh, if you don't have the Action app, you can find our best bets on the talkingtheline.com talkingtheline.com website you can find them on the today's best bets tab see all of them detailed out uh, you'll also see our action pages there you'll also see our chalkboard pages there as well shout out to the chalkboard family we are part of their uh extended network uh download the chalkboard hq app a place to basically track your bets but also think discord with 
basically all sports betting. Uh, nothing really else going on in there. You should check out our board, Talking the Line board, and then uh, dive into some of the channels. We got all types of different stuff going on there. Uh, any sport you could possibly want to bet on. We talk shit. We talk bad beats. Uh, everything. Uh, there's plenty of TTL announcements, updates. Everything's put on our chalkboard as well. So download the chalkboard app and follow them at chalkboardhq on Twitter. Outside of that, stop the nonsense, quit the drama, cut the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the DTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks Picks Insights Analysis, but most importantly, running tickets to the window with the DTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends, shout out Juan, just uh, clicked over to the comments. If you uh, got any comments, speaking of, drop them in the uh, old live chat there. We'll be sure to answer them live on the show. But without further ado, it's time to get into the first segment of today's show, episode number 171, our Mags Best Bets of the Day. Now he's got three coming at you. We're lining up on one. So why don't you start with Monday Night Football, my friend? But before you do, to me, to you, to all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods on this gorgeous Monday of bets, take your sip and partner once they all do and once you do, you have the floor. I appreciate you, my man. I'm going to run out of coffee myself here in about two Woo! seconds, so I, I wish know. I had my pot next to me. Man, it's so cold outside, and this stuff is just so nice. It's freezing in the windy city. Seriously. So. Hey, I might be, you know what? I might actually keep it with me. Go right on ahead, pal. <laughs> I'm going to sip while you talk. Alrighty, so you mentioned it, partner. I am headed to the spread Ooh. and the total in tonight's Monday night football game. As ugly as it may sound, I've actually got a decent amount of confidence in both of these plays. More confidence than I've had in the NFL in quite some time outside of my Packers bets, if I will say so. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Okay. I'm, hey, I'm no. just saying, no. <laughs> okay, let's ready. rock. Let's go. I'm ready to roll. I can tell you were ready for something. So... I know the issues with the Washington football team. I'm not going to ignore them. But, guys, I am really picking out that the Seattle Seahawks are not only not working as a football team right now, I think they're a bad football team. Top to, nah, Maybe not top to bottom. Obviously, they got a lot of talent there. But at the core of it, I think they're a bad football team right now, and I don't see any corrections happening tonight. Their offense, uh, we've talked about all season. We talked about it in the in the preseason, partner. Their offense is outdated. We were wondering what exactly we're going to see. And whether it was Geno Smith or now Russell Wilson before his injury or now after his injury, their offense is outdated and they don't have the protection to keep him you know, upright and to find some type of success. They're second to last in sacks per game allowed. Their offense is, it is very, very bad right now. The run game isn't working. Their pass game isn't working. Their dead last partner, dead last and third down conversions per game, 3.5 per game. Next closest is your Bears at 4.0, a whole hey, half. What, of what, a, the, what the fuck do you have to put that in there for? I apologize, but it's There's a no half. I mean, for that. It's a whole half of a uh, a stat less than the next closest team. Dead last in the league, partner, and dead last in percentage of third down uh, third down conversion percentage. And I like I said, I get it. The Washington football team isn't a good football team. Their numbers, while they aren't good, they are they are a little bit better in all these categories that I'm mentioning. And they're at least playing decent football right now. At least mm -hmm. offensively, they're putting points on the board. They've won their last two games, and I really think the Seattle football team is. Just not it right now in their offense. Zero points two weeks ago, 13 last week. That's kind of another part of where I'm leaning for the under. I think their offense is going to continue to struggle. The one edge that either of these teams has, the Washington football team is having success running the ball, and Seattle, uh, Seattle's defense is not stopping the run. Uh, Washington's football team's defense 
is stopping the run, and Seattle's not running the ball either. One thing that Pete Carroll typically likes to lean on, it's not working there either. So I am just so far out on this offense altogether. I think Washington football team is going to win this game, put up 20, 25 points. And I don't know that Seattle's going to crack 14 points here. I think uh, my prediction here is 21 to 13 type game here, 24 uh, max for Washington, 14, 17 max here for uh for Seattle. So that leads me to Washington football team plus one and the under 47. And this one is in Washington. So I'm not too worried. There's no 12th man action here. This is a lot of travel for the Seattle team that isn't playing well either. So give me the Washington football team plus one and the under partner 47 points. Oh boy, man. I told you uh pre-show and now they're going to know. I think I can't get all the way in the boat and help you row it down the stream with the Washington football team because, because, because we buried them. You said they're buried. I unburied them three separate times and got kicked in the teeth, and now all of a sudden you want to unbury them? (laughs) Hey, I'm going to sit on the sidelines. I think you got the right side. If I'm going anywhere, I'm going to the Washington football team, but... I don't know, man. I also think, however, you are on the right side of the total. I think this one is going to go way under the total. I think you are a nail nail hammer with uh, Seattle being pretty doggone bad on the offensive side of the ball, man. I I didn't really realize it. We talked about it a little uh, pre-show as well. Uh, Going to just their previous five games from an offensive standpoint, it has been bad, 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 bad. So I think it's still going to take them a little while to get with it, especially without that running game. So, hey. I may not be uh, – I'm, I'm backing you, but I ain't putting it in my no, bet slip it. for Washington football plus one. I get and it. And your second best bet, the under 47. I love that one. So there you go. First two from my partner, my friend. I believe you have a third bet to dish out, and we're actually lining up on this one. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. comes out of the matchup between the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Virginia Cavaliers. Correcto. Would you be so kind as to indulge all of us as to what the hell you're taking and I'm taking and we're hammering in? Might as well just call it a crew play at this point in time. Yeah, most definitely. So this one is actually uh, kicking off the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Just getting right into some Let's more go. awesome action here this Let's week, my man. Go. Let's Only a couple go. games tonight, but there's a full slate of ACC Big Ten tomorrow and Wednesday. Let's but nonetheless, go. partner, this line has been moving around a little bit. Uh, would have me a little concerned normally, but I'm really not. I think this is a fake trap here coming uh, to this game. Iowa now at plus two. At Virginia Cavaliers tonight, partner and I caught him at, uh, at least I did. I guess I don't know exactly what you caught him at. I could have done Iowa minus one and a half. I still like it here at Iowa plus two. That does not really scare me. Like I said, I think it's a big trap. Uh, all the money is starting to flow towards Virginia. I, this is just a classic matchup of fantastic offense, fantastic defense. Uh, Iowa's fantastic offense that is sixth in adjusted offensive efficiency. Uh, Virginia 25th in A. Uh, what are we calling it now, partner? AED or ADE? A D E and A O E. A D E. Okay. Uh, adjusted defensive efficiency. A D E. Twenty fifth on defense. It's a mouthful, also, man. It's it a is. mouthful when you try adjusted yeah. defensive. It's just a lot. A D E makes right. it a lot easier. And on top of that, it's high tempo versus low tempo. A uh, tempo high tempo for Iowa. Twenty fifth in the nation in tempo. Virginia low at three fifty five. I'm a guy that's going to be back in Virginia. They've been playing better. And that tempo, a lot of times, is what I want as far as them controlling that tempo. But I don't think that's going to be the case here tonight, partner. This is going to be uh, Iowa's toughest test defensively. They've had that a was fairly weak racing. schedule. Yeah, they've had a fairly weak schedule. But I think this Hawkeyes team is just too talented on offense. Virginia's going to slow them down to what they've been the last uh, couple of weeks. But 
Virginia just can't match what they have on offense either. Uh, and Iowa's actually got a competent defense, not beating the doors off of any teams by any means, but they're at least competent for what they're doing on offense. And the last thing before I kick it over to you, partner, this Virginia team, I like to, it's not a direct comparison, not exact, but as far as the Big Ten, this Virginia team reminds me a lot of the Wisconsin Badgers and Iowa's Big Ten over there. Mm. Like I said, not a direct comparison, but Wisconsin's slow tempo and relies on their defense. And it likes having those 50-point uh, games, those 60-point games. And Iowa's won the last four games over the last couple of years against that Wisconsin Badgers team. I think it's a very similar matchup. And the Iowa Hawkeyes take care of business tonight, partner. Take it away. Two things you didn't mention, sir, and I think also play very large into the two things that you did mention because mm -hmm. those were two things I was going to say. Now let's round it out to all four keys to this game and to why the Iowa Hawkeyes win. Rebounds is the third out of the fourth. Iowa 21st in offensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm, 163rd in defensive rebounding percents. You say, ooh, that's not the greatest, but hold on, Virginia. They're not the biggest team on the planet. They never have been. 155th in offensive rebounding percent outside of the top 200. 216th in defensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. One other thing that is going to loom extremely large is Iowa's ability to get to the charity stripe and knock those bad boys down. Fourth key out of four. The Iowa Hawkeyes, 83.2% from the free throw line. Virginia Cavaliers, 71.9%. 12% better from the stripe. Give it to me, Hawkeyes. But you don't believe me. You don't believe my partner. Believe the trends. Virginia, 4-10 ATS, last 14 overall. 1-7 ATS, last 8 home games. And 4-12 ATS, last 16 after allowing less than 50 points in their previous game. They're being overvalued here against an Iowa Hawkeyes team that's 4-2 ATS, their last 6 overall. And 4-2 ATS, their last 6 as a favorite where we caught it at. Fine with that. Fine with it at plus 2 as well. I think this is a classic setup, partner. Much like you said to kick it off, I'll kick it back to you to close out your best bets of the day. What do you got? I don't have anything else to add, partner. I like this bet a lot. Like I said, I think it's a fake trap. I actually just bought back in. I, I put a half unit on the minus one and a half. Just put a half, a uh, little sprinkle on the money line plus money for the Iowa Hawkeyes, man. Okay. I think I like this it. is some Fugazi line movement at the best here. I agree with you, good sir. So, with all that being said, Anything else you have to dish out in relation? Can't lie. Hate the NFL game tonight. Love it from a fan perspective. Hate it from a betting perspective. Love your talk of my language with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Anything else you need to say? No, sir. That's all I got. Okay. Well, let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving. 23 minutes past the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Mm. Get rid of a little bit of the cotton mouth there. Pardon me, my friends. Let's kick things over. Switch gears, second gear of the day, second segment of today's show, my best bets of the day. Now, I uh, told you I got six college basketball plays coming at you. Obviously, we just took care of one of them, so six minus one equals five, all right? So we got five more to go. First one up that I love, I absolutely love. It is a low major matchup. This ain't even touching mid-major, my friends. This is low, low major, and I absolutely love these two teams. I think this line is backwards. I think that the Cornell Big Red should be favored against the Kansas Golden Flashes. So we're going to be taking Cornell Big Red plus 
three. I absolutely love Cornell this, uh, uh, yeah, Cornell so far this season. I'm just clicking over here to look uh, to see if this has moved. Last time I saw it, it had dropped down to two and a half, up to four in some places, three, three and a half. I like it wherever it is. We've seen the last few days here that line movement in college basketball really doesn't matter all too much. If it comes down to you finding keys and you know the more advantageous team in that matchup to take when it comes to betting, you have to do it. So I love Cornell Big Red plus three and a half, plus three, plus four. I don't care. I got him at plus three. I thought Kansas was going to be the team and typically they are the, the team to back. And I told you a couple days ago, but Really right now, it's Cornell in this matchup. They've actually been winning outright as double-digit dogs, and they hold a couple key reasons and factors as to why I think they're going to beat the brakes off of Kinesius today. One thing is going to be tempo. Both of them like to run, so it's not like it's going to shock Kinesius, but Cornell is a lot faster. Ninth in the nation in tempo compared to Kinesius, 52nd in the nation in tempo. Also, it's going to come down to offensive and defensive efficiency. Point blank period, Cornell is just the better team. They might be 213th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 268th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Like I said, it's low major schools. They're not going to be up there high in the ranks, but... 86 an expected field goal percent, 143rd an opponent expected field goal percent. Put a pin in that real quick because Kinesius is 241st in adjusted offensive efficiency, 253rd in ADE. Let's go back to the expected field goal and opponent expected field goal, 286th in offensive expected field goal percent for Kinesius and 235th in opponent expected field goal percent. I think Cornell's shooting makes the difference here. They're averaging about 86.3 points per game, shooting 46.7 from the floor and 34.3 from behind the three-point arc. But you don't believe me. Believe the trends. Cornell 5-0 ATS last five as a puppy dog. 4-0 ATS as a road puppy dog their last four times. 4-1 ATS, you know I'm a homer for them their last five Monday games. Canisius 2-5 ATS last seven Monday games. 7-23 ATS their last 30 as a favorite. And 5-21 ATS their last 26 as a home favorite. This line's all bass backwards. Give me the Cornell big red plus three and a half for my first best bet of the day. I like it, my man. I'm uh, I'm interested for sure. A lot of these, we've talked about a couple of them already. A lot of these Ivy League teams mm. just fly under the radar, and I think Cornell's mm. one of them. When they're rocking, they're another team that can take care of business, like you said, no question about it. I'm a, I, I'm a little tentative just because I've been uh, having so much action. I like to pick a lot. I, that's my only reason I wouldn't I wouldn't pick it just because I, I might need a little bit of a break to take hey, a light day. So that's all I good. Like to pick though. That's all good. Cornell Big Red plus three and a half. Next one up. Going to the matchup between the Austin P. Governors and the TCU Horny Frogs. And I'm taking the Austin P. Governors plus 17 and a half. It is just simply too many doggone points, my friends. And the Govs have been low-key cover machines. I uh, oh, yeah. actually mentioned on this here show, man, I really like them against Dayton getting 13 and a half. Well, I should have hammered it in because they won that game outright as 13.5-point dogs. They're 3-1 and one ATS, won two of their last three outright as underdogs, and TCU is 1-4 ATS. 
But there's a couple other keys as to why I think the governors are going to be successful in this matchup. Austin P uh, in tempo. First thing comes down to tempo before I get ahead of myself. Austin P is 156 in tempo compared to TCU's 207th. So I think the governors get out and run just a little bit more than the Horned Frogs. And they also knock down quite a few more three-pointers. The three ball is going to be huge in today's matchup. Don't believe me. Believe the stats. Austin P. this is not incorrect. Listen up. 38.7% three-point field goal percent offensively. Defensively, they're only allowing 17.4% from beyond the three-point arc. TCU, 29% offensively three-pointers, 32.7% allowed defensively. I think the governor's ability to knock down the three-ball and limit it are going to also give them a little bit of an edge. But what about turnovers? Austin P defensively 47th in the nation in turnover percent or on defense 47th in the nation in turnover percent per Ken Palm. What about TCU's offense? 271st in the nation in turnover percent. I like the governors to get a couple of turnovers there. But hey, what about the last thing I always talk about? Free throws. Wouldn't you know it? The mid-major team is better from the charity stripe. 72.2% compared to the Horned Frog, 68.9% in the Big 12. I'm not buying them as a favorite, especially as a double-digit favorite. Give me all of Austin P at plus 17.5, but you don't believe me. Believe the trends in closing. Governors, 8-3 ATS last 11 as a dog. 7-3 ATS last 10 following an ATS win. And 5-2 and ATS their last 7 versus a team with a home winning percent greater than 600. TCU, 9-24 ATS last 33 as a favorite. 6-20 ATS last 26 as a home favorite. And 2-7, and you know I'm a home, homer form ATS last 9 Monday games. Give me the Austin P Governors plus 17.5. All right, you got me talked into this one, my man. I put a little bit on this one for sure. Too many points. Too many points. Too many points. That three-point splits that you talked about uh, with a big spread like this, that's typically how these Power 5 teams smash these small teams. So Mm -hmm. if that's not something to worry about, I'm in with you on the 17.5, no doubt about it. Let's go. There it is. There you have it. My technically third-best bet of the day, Austin P. once again, Governors plus 17.5. Mags is in the boat. Let's gently row it down the stream. Fourth-best bet of the day. I don't think this line is enough, and I'll gladly eat the chalk here, my friends. Going to the matchup between the University of Texas Arlington Mavericks going up against the University of California Santa Barbara Gauchos, minus 12.5. I'm taking the UCSB Gauchos, minus 12.5, my friends. They're back on track, and I think the Mavs are just being incredibly overvalued here. Comes down to overall rank, the Gauchos 86th in AOE, 49th in offensive expected field goal percent, 104th in ADE, and 15th in uh, opponent expected field goal percent. So they are doing just fine this year, but the Mavericks, it's a whole other story. Outside of the top 300 in AOE, 319th, 334th in expected field goal percent, 208th in ADE, and 128th in opponent expected field goal percent. They are not going to keep this within 12 and a half. I don't think they're going to keep this within 20 and a half, my friends. This is also going to come down to rebounds. 
UTA, that is University of Texas, Arlington, I'll say the Mavs, 191st in uh, offensive rebounding percent, 342nd in defensive rebounding percent. UCSB, 16th in rebounding the ball on the offensive side, 239th defensively, but I think they really improve against UTA, who struggles, 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 191st offensively. Last but certainly not least, I think it's going to be the three ball that makes a difference here once again. UCSB knocking it down 38.7% of the time offensively, 22.9% allowed defensively. The Mavs, 26.8% from beyond the three-point arc, allowing 36.9% to opponents on that same three ball. I think this is how UCSB pulls away and more than covers the minus 12.5, but you don't believe me, believe the trends. The Mavs, 1-4 ATS last five as a dog, 2-7 ATS last nine as a road dog, 6-18 ATS last 24 overall. The Gauchos, 4-0 ATS last four as a favorite, 4-0 ATS last four as a home favorite, and 4-1 ATS last five following an ATS win. Give me the UCSB Gauchos, minus 12.5 for my fourth best bet of the day. I'll be with you on this one, my man. Also, I know I said I was going to keep it light, but uh, I was looking at this one as well, and I liked it. But, uh, yeah, you got me pushed over with this one. I think they smash him tonight. Okie dokie, artichokey. Well, let's keep it moving and grooving. Fifth best bet of the day. Appreciate your kind words. Going to the matchup between one of my big sky darlings and ones that I thought were going to be a little overvalued this season, but no, no, no. Au contraire, they are steaming. They are a wagon. So give me the Montana Grizzlies, plus 13, going up against the Oregon Ducks. Too many doggone points here for the Grizz. I don't think this one finishes by more than 10. I think it doesn't finish by more than 8. And Montana could threaten Oregon to even get the outright win. But give me every bit of the 13 points and let me tell you why. Let's look at that expected field goal percent number once again, because you can look at the surface numbers, especially if you have Ken Palm and say, oh, well, they're AOE and they're ADE. They're so much. They're just so drastically different. They're going to blow them out of the water, right? Eh, Au contraire, my friend. When it comes to expected field goal percent, Montana might be 203rd offensively and 231st defensively, but Oregon, 255th in offensive expected field goal percent, 331st in opponent expected field goal percent. So they're allowing their opponents to knock down some shots, and I think that allows this Montana offense to roll. They're averaging 68.8 points per game, shooting 42.9 from the floor and 35.8 from beyond the three-point arc. That's compared to Oregon, who's only averaging 65 points per game, shooting 41.5 from the floor and only 31% from beyond the three-point arc. Brings me to my closing point is that you see the key advantage there that Montana has shooting the ball. I think they're also going to ratchet up the defense. This is kind of one of their Super Bowl-type games, and I don't think that the Ducks are ready for the smack in the mouth that they're about to receive from the Montana defense that's only allowing 60.3 points per game, allowing opponents to shoot 40.5 from the floor and 39.6 from beyond the three-point arc. I think some of those numbers are going to come down. I think a lot of that's going to improve, and I think the Oregon defense allowing 66.5 points a game going to struggle just a little bit more than anybody anticipates here against Montana. One final thing, you know I always talk about the free throws, dude. Montana is shooting 79.5% from the charity stripe. Want to take a wild guess as to where Oregon is? Yay or nay as if they're in the 70 percentile? Mm, I'm going to say nay. 
Hell no, 67% from the charity stripe. You are getting a whole 12.5% better from the Montana Grizz from that line. But you don't believe me. Believe the trends. Oregon, 1-4 ATS last five overall. 1-6 ATS last seven as a favorite. And 1-5 ATS last six home games. They're also 1-4 ATS last five as a home favorite. And Montana. 2-1 2-1 ATS last three meetings with Oregon. Give me the Grizz plus all 13 and a half of them their points. I like it, my man. I told you this was one of my leans, and you obviously took it with your uh, big sky boys. But this Oregon Ducks team, I think they'll figure it out at some point, but it ain't right happening now. yet, man. It ain't happening yet. Not right now. Okay, well, let me close out my card, my friend. Uh, I'm doing record time here. Not too bad at all. Last but certainly not least, we have the matchup between the Grand Canyon University Antelopes going up against the Loyola Marymount Lions. My friends, we're taking the GCU Lopes. Plus four and a half is what I caught them at. I've already seen it some places down to plus three and a half. I love them. Mags loves them. I think there's a couple key reasons as to why it comes down to the Lopes. Maybe even winning this game outright. I think the line is a little bit backwards. I think they should be favored. But as far as those keys I just mentioned, it comes down to the three ball again, my friends. Grand Canyon is shooting 38.2% from beyond the arc, 29.2% allowed defensively. Loyola Marymount, 33.3% offensively from behind the arc, so not as good shooting it as uh, Grand Canyon is, but defensively allowing 38.5% from behind the three-point arc. Once again, that's compared to Grand Canyon's 29.2%. I think the three ball is what allows Grand Canyon to keep this game close, if not allow them to pull away where I think they should be favored. I also think defensively, they're a much better team. They're allowing 56.5 points per game to opponents with only a 38.5% field goal percent. That compared to LMU, 71.3 points per game allowed with a 46.2 opponent field goal percent. The trends, the stats are there. You see it, you have it. But one final thing I think is really going to come down to the Lopes taking care of business, my friends. They're going to clean up the glass offensively and defensively. Grand Canyon third in offensive rebounding percent, 60th in defensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm in the nation. That's compared to LMU, who is 168th in offensive rebounding percent and 277th in defensive rebounding percent. Give me all of the Lopes, plus four and a half, plus three and a half. If they move all the way to minus two and a half, minus three and a half, minus four and a half themselves. But you don't believe me. Believe the trends. Grand Canyon 6-0 ATS last six as a dog. 5-1 ATS last six following an ATS loss. And 5-1 ATS last six versus a team with a winning percent greater than 600. Last but not least, LMU 0-4 ATS last four versus a team with a winning road record. They're 2-3 ATS this season and 1-2 ATS as a favorite. Do not trust the doggone Lions. Give us the Lopes plus three and a half. I like it, my man. I told you this is another one of my leans. You just had to push me over the edge. I'm interested in that money line. If I'm not being, uh, if I'm being totally honest here, mm-hmm. I think they get it done mm-hmm. outright, my man. I don't like to usually do this type of deduction, but um, uh, Loyola had a really close game with Prairie View A&M out of my SWAC conference. Mm-hmm. That's a bad sign to me. And like I said, I don't like to make this deduction, but uh, Grand Canyon absolutely put the like 20, 30 points smackdown on Prairie View A&M Work. and. The SWAC, man, when they're playing non-conference teams, these non-conference teams, I don't care what conference it is, should not let any of these SWAC teams hang in by less than 
10 points, let alone yep. 20 points. So I, th- I, I this is a spot where I'm going to use that deduction here, and I'm going to back you on the money line. I, Absolutely. I spread here. Yeah, and we always talk about um, it's not apples to apples in college basketball by any means, but I think you're, what you said there is definitely worth noting. I mean, yeah. the, the Lopes are, I mean, they're cooking. They are cooking. Yeah. They are such a good team. Uh, love them in the dog spot. So I caught them at plus 4.5, already down to 3.5 in market consensus. So hammer it in. There you go. My best bets of the day. All right. Well, let's keep it going. Third segment of the day, my friends. The special play of the day. The Monday Madness Parlay. Okay. Without further ado, partner, I've been uh, gabbing, flabbing, jabbing, rabbing, going around here for a moment. I'd like a little sip of coffee, maybe some high-quality H2O. You'd be so kind as to uh, let these kind folks know about all three legs on the Monday Madness Parlay that is paying out at plus 586 odds. Tell them what you know about them. I'll fill in the blanks in between, and then we'll keep the show moving and grooving. Alrighty, to kick things off, my man, this one, I believe, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. First leg, Norfolk State Spartans Let's at go Spartans. Grambling State. Let's another go Spartans. Grambling State, another one of the uh, SWAC teams that I just mentioned. Norfolk, mm-hmm. Norfolk State, we are taking minus four and a half. They are just a much, much better team in this one. Don't be fooled. There's not too many points. They're going to hammer down in that one. Uh, second leg is going to be Tulsa, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane at Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Taking the Tulsa Golden Hurricane plus the two. Another one where uh, I believe you agree with me, partner. This line was a little fishy. I think Tulsa should be favored in this one. So we're going to back those two points. A little bit of a fake trap. A lot of public money coming in on Oral Roberts. So mm-hmm. I like that one as well. Mm-hmm. Line has not moved much at all this morning. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, the one uh, actually should be a pretty, uh, it looks like it should be a good game, but we don't think it's going to be as good of a game as you might think. St. Mary's hosting UC Riverside. We're taking the Gales, minus 9.5. It is dropped down to minus 9, but we've talked about them on the show, partner. UC Riverside has kind of been a darling of a lot of people. I think that's a little fake, uh, fishy, a little closer than it actually should be. The Gales are a much better team. Had the uh, small little slip up this past week, and in front of a lot of people's eyes, a lot of people watch this game. Slipped up against mm-hmm. a really good Wisconsin team. Yep. Not uh, putting too much stock into that. I think they smack down UC Riverside tonight, and we'll get uh, Riverside back on track. Maybe this might even make them even more valuable with uh, a lot of people watching this game, but. Give us the gales to cap this one all off. You said it's right around plus 600, partner. One, two, three legs in college basketball. I absolutely love it. What else you got on this? I think you knocked it out of the park is what else I got on this. I think the Spartans are going to roll. I think they get this done by double digits. Uh, it was at five and a half, down to four and a half. But again, I think that is just because Grambling is going to be a public darling of a lot of people. They're a more known name. And I just think the Norfolk is going to pound the absolute mess out of them. And I think we see it by at least 10 points. I don't think four and a half is enough. Tulsa plus two. Again, I think this line is wrong. I think they should be favored. You said it, my friend. Uh, we back the Golden Hurricane. I think it was right around. You know what? I think it was right around this time that we wrote something in regards to, oh, no, we would have dropped it in January. Either way, yeah. Golden Hurricane, I'm, I'm, I'm reminiscing a little bit. Oh, yeah, we, most definitely. We've been rocking and rolling. The Golden Hurricane have been one of our darlings that have ca- cashed tickets for us for a very long time now. So I love Tulsa plus 2.5. And, and then also St. Mary's, I think they're pissed from that loss to Wisconsin. Minus 9.5 does not seem like enough for me. I would take it up to minus 13.5. I think they get this done by at least 14 or 15. I think they roll, 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 roll today against UC Riverside. Because I've taken UC Riverside a few times and now got burned. 
I think there's going to be a lot of spots you can take them, but against a really high-powered team like St. Mary's, that ain't the spot. So there you go. There you have it. Three lines on the Monday, or three plays on the Monday Madness Parlay, rather. Paying out at plus 586 odds. If you missed anything, maybe one of my best bets, one of Mag's best bets, if you just missed all three legs on the Monday Madness Parlay, not to worry, not to fret, because it's time to get into the recap of today's best bets of the day. Now, rip out your sports books. Okay, I got to get serious with you guys here for a second. Rip out your sports books. <laughs> Pull out your papers and your pencils, not your damn pens, because we make mistakes around here. We're all humming beans. Things happen. We don't want you to have to scribble anything out. Just a quick erase. Or however you take stock of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day, because they're about to be live in primetime on your screen for the first time on this gorgeous Monday of bets. So without further ado, partner, come on back in, and let's show these fine folks the TTL Crew's best bets of the day for November 29th in the year 2021. If you would so kindly turn your attention all the way above us to the left side, top half of your screen. You see our Max picks. He's got three coming at you, one college basketball, and he's got the Monday night football matchup covered between the football team and the Seattle Seahawks. He's taken that aforementioned football team plus one, and he's taken the under 47 in that Monday night football matchup tonight. He's also taken the Iowa Hawkeyes minus one and a half. We know it's flipped to plus two, but we think the line movement is Fugazi. Still hammer in the Iowa Hawkeyes. Kindly turn your attention to the top right of your screen where you see my six favorite college basketball picks of the day. Also lining up with Mags. Caught it at the one and a half, but I am fine with the two as well. Also taking the Cornell Big Red plus three. Austin P. Governors plus 17 and a half. UCSB Gauchos minus 12 and a half. Montana Grizzlies, my big Sky Boys plus 13 and the Grand Canyon Antelopes plus four and a half. Kindly turn your attention directly above us, just to the left of those aforementioned picks of mine. For today's special play, the Monday Mid Major Madness Parlay, three legs paying out over five to one odds. Norfolk State minus four and a half. Tulsa plus two. And the St. Mary's Gales minus nine and a half. Lock all one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of those plays in. Let's get them to the pay window. But before we can actually get them to the pay window, fill our bankrolls. I need you and you over there, partner, to lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL Crew Best Bets of the Day in it. Whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Hot damn, my friend. I'm I'm feeling a good start to the week. We're. I feel like we're in fourth gear and we're cooking around the track, if you ask me. But what the hell do I know? Hey, I think you're right. I actually caught this uh, Monday Man at 621 odds, plus 621 on my Child, please. No way. All right. There you go. Be sure to do your line shopping, kids. You never know what you might miss out there. So there you go. There you have it. All of our best bets of the day. Okay, let me move that so we don't have any nonsense going on and any lagging, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Producer Colt is gone. Now host Colt is back. Okay, that does it for pretty much the first half of the show. If you saw on the previous page, if you were here for the beginning, you know that uh, we got a little Moneyline Dice Roll coming up next. So let me change the old ticker to kind of get us segued 
into the second half of the show. No more of my picks, no more Mag's picks, no more special play. You got them all. But we do have the honorable cubicle guests that are known as the Moneyline Dice left to give out their best bets of the day. So without further ado, let me get them out. Let me get them ready to rock and roll. Let's do a little talking with them. Partner, yep. if you could be so kind as to indulge all of us as to uh, what's the matchup tonight? Who's the home team? Who's the away team? Who's favored? What's the line? What's the total? What do we all need to know? More importantly, what do these cubicle objects need to know? And what are we going to be uh, selecting in tonight? As far as the dice are concerned, man, first of all, the thing that they need to know is that if they don't start producing some damn winners, they might be in a little hold, bit of a fade the dice hold category hold on, here. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Repeat yourself. Yeah. They're on. Go Come ahead. on, dice. I, I could be wrong, but I believe this is back-to-back, not you, just losing weeks, but really, really fucking bad losing weeks. Like you, one in six, two weeks ago. I think it was one in four. Maybe it was two and three last week, actually. Two hey, and three last week. Let so them have it. Better. Let them have it. Better, but dice. Let them have it. If you ain't positive this week, we might be talking on Twitter, social media, Instagram, a little fade the dice action here. So Maybe maybe fade, and we don't want to fade. So, no. okay, pals. No. There you go. There you have it. Tighten it up. Tighten, Tighten it, up. it up. Let's go. So, today, dice. Today, dice. This line is moving a little bit on FanDuel. We've got Indiana Pacers at Minnesota Timberwolves. Plus two, uh, Pacers plus two and a half at mm-hmm. Minnesota. Minnesota mm-hmm. minus two and a half. Over under is 270. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of money coming in on the Pacers right now. Appears to be a potential T-Wolves trap, but I've mentioned okay. to you, partner, these uh, Indiana Pacers lines do that uh, just about every single game, and I don't know which yep. way to go. So yep. hopefully these dice can fucking help us out today, my friend. Okay, and then one final time, uh, what was that total at? Uh, 217. 217, okay, so it has lost the hook in the down direction. Okay, yes, sir. so we're all on the same page, playing some tricks, minus 2.5, minus 3, minus 2, minus... Who knows where it's at? We'll find out very shortly. But the first thing we need to know is, are we taking the home team or are we taking the away team? Are we going with the Timberwolves or the Pacers on the road? We soon find out in three, in two. In one. Away team Pacers. Okay. Pacers, Pacers. Okay. Unofficially, the Pacers. Next roll. Are we going money line? We're getting a little plus money, Pauly. Are we going to the spread? Getting in that couple extra points as some backing. Once again, we all find out in three, in two, in one. Ooh, that was hot, but I think it's ATS. It's ATS, boys. ATS, it's ATS. Okay. We are here. There it is. There you have it. Plus two and a half. Away ATS. Last but certainly not least, wild card roll. Are we doubling down? Not we. The Moneyline Dice doubling down on their selection of Pacers against the spread. Or are they needing a re-roll? Or maybe they're just going to the total, giving us two tickets to cash today. Once again, we find out in three, in two. Special blow in one. Under. Under. Two. Okay. 17. Okay. And one more time, what is the latest spread? Uh, Pacers plus two and a half. The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight. No questions, no qualms, no quarries, none of the bullshit, none of the nonsense. Not from me, not from him, from the all-knowing Moneyline Dice. Hammer in right now. Pacers plus two and a half and under 217. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. 
Thank you, Dice. We need you, man. I mean, we need you here. We if need I you may, here. Timberwolves. Uh, this could be a t potential trap. Timberwolves eight and two ATS last ten. They mm. are uh, one of the more exciting teams to watch with Anthony Edwards right now. Oh, and boy, both are they teams, ever. both teams, each of their last individual games have cashed the over three straight games for both of these teams last mm. uh, last three. So I see. Hopefully, the Dice know something we don't. I don't know, man. Hopefully, my friend. Uh, but there you go. One more time, a matchup between the. Minnesota Timberwolves and the Indiana Pacers for the dice. Hammer in the Indiana Pacers plus two and a half and the under 217. Thank you, dice. Sleep well. You, dice. Hopefully we'll see you after 2-0 night uh, on tomorrow's show. Okay, there we go. There we have it. Our mag's best bets, my best bets, the special play, everything recapped, and our honorable guest, as always, the Moneyline Dice have dished out their picks. That certainly does it for the first half of the show. Quick reminder, you want your own set of Moneyline Dice? Make sure you head over to this episode's description where you'll find the MoneylineDice.com website and our offer code. Nothing off limits on their store, any other dope merch, any other tracking books, the Moneyline Dice themselves. Stick them all in your cart. Hey, it's Christmas time. Everybody needs a little stocking stuffer. Everybody needs a little something, something. Head on over to MoneylineDice.com. Once you get it all picked out, enter code. TTL10, TTL10 at checkout, and you're going to get 10% off your first order at MoneyLineDice.com. Start rolling along with us and our set of dice and start getting tickets to the pay window with regularity. All that being said, let's get into the second half of the show, partner. Let's, let's drop it back down into first gear. A little bit of nonsense, a little bit of discussions here, and uh, we'll get on out. But without further ado, it's time. For our mag sidebar, a little bit of uh, discussion of our daily leans, some banter, and uh, maybe some TTL announcements in between. With all of that being said, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting in, oh, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 171 of the TTL pod on this BEA beautiful November 29th, 2021. My friend, I've been interested now since uh, Saturday evening. I'm interested in talking a little uh, college football here. Uh, mm -hmm. After mm -hmm. an absolutely chaotic Saturday, mm -hmm. we've got championship lines coming up this Saturday. Obviously, we'll dive into everything on Saturday. Got a yes, couple sir. on Friday. Uh, if I can kick it off by saying I've got a bone to pick with whoever schedules the old MAC championship. Uh, mm. It is uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, obviously, we'll probably watch it, but... Man, what I don't the know hell? If we will. I mean, it's the fucking action. Give us Wednesday, yeah, Thursday, yeah, or yeah, Wednesday please. or Thursday prime time for fuck's sake. Please man. and thank you. What the hell? Seriously, this ain't no action. The final, uh, the finale at Saturday wow. at eleven. Anyway, wow. I'll get off of that soapbox. But uh, I don't that's know, man. Are that's you between uh, Kent State and NIU? For anybody who didn't know, Kent State Correct. coming in as a minus two and a half point favorites. Uh, please continue, sir. Yeah, I mean, are you uh, anything you're super juiced on? Obviously, your uh, SEC championship for Bama is coming up, but uh, we've got a uh, Oregon losing, uh, or no, Oregon actually, no, I'm sorry, Oregon won uh, on Saturday night, but they faced the team they lost to two weeks ago, Utah, on Friday night. I guess it doesn't really matter as far as college football playoff is concerned, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Ducks got smoked again. I don't know about you. I'd take Utah on the Pac-12 ship for sure. I think yeah. they get it done. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites right now. I think rightfully so. Um, I think everybody will run to Oregon again at plus two-and-a-half, and I think you either lay it or you don't play it, in the legendary right. words of uh, Sportsbook Consig. Shout out our man. Uh, also, one that was really, uh, really sticking out to me, dude, 
man, I really, 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 really like this matchup between WKU versus UTSA, and mm. I don't know if it's a setup now for, okay, WKU, they just took care of business against Marshall. Marshall was up 14 to nothing, and then yeah. they just turned off their brains in the second half. I don't know what happened. 53-7 to seven run? Good uh, Yeah, yeah, 53-7 to seven run. I don't know what happened. I It absolutely blew my mind, so I don't know if WKU was just that good. And then also, what happened to the UTSA wagon? They got beat by UNT yeah. 45-23 over the weekend. Close. I mean, they haven't covered the past few games, but they've been a wagon and a half. So I, I don't know how to call that one. And I think that's just going to be a game and a half back and forth. I think that minus plus one is the perfect spread. And I think it's going to finish by a point. Wherever you can get a hook, whoever you're liking, I would I would take the dog plus the one and a half because I think it doesn't finish by more than a point. So whoever that I ends up being. I think you might be in the right spot. Wow. WKSU is rolling. These teams met yeah, in October. Dude. UTSA won 52 to 46. So if that mm. doesn't tell you how wild this mm. game is going to be. Baylor, Oklahoma State. I I got to look do some digging into that one. Uh, but Baylor, that could be different, actually. I'm seeing minus four on FanDuel, minus five and a half on. Dude, you're lying me, minus five and a half FanDuel, uh, minus four on DraftKings. Um, these two play teams played early October 24-14. See, I got I minus four be... and a half. I got minus four and a half on FanDuel, minus four DraftKings, minus five okay. and a half on Westgate. Um, that's the one that's I think it's gonna be a close game. I might take Baylor in that spot. I think so too, man. I think uh after taking Oklahoma State this past weekend, I think Oklahoma State's defense can definitely mm-hmm. get them the win. I think they win this game against Baylor, but I think that uh, Baylor's offense allows them to cover this spread 150%, just like yeah. we saw against Oklahoma and Oklahoma yeah. State this past weekend in Bedlam. So I'm really looking forward to this game. I think the Big 12 championship is going to be absolutely bananas. Um, I would probably lean Baylor in that sense as well. Man, I'm I'm so looking forward to the SEC championship, but <laughs> no. I, I, I don't know if I can I take six and yet. a half. There's a reason that Bama is an underdog at six and a half points. This one, they might lose this one by a touchdown. And as much as I hate to say that, that's what might happen here today, partner. And, you know, if that's what happens, that's what happens. But, man, oh, man, I, it's going to take a lot out of me not to take the six and a half. Because I tell you all the time, the reasons I don't back the Tide are because they're three touchdown, four touchdown favorites. Yeah. And when they're like that, you always run the risk like against Auburn on Saturday of not covering that spread. And that's just not something that I want to do. So I don't know. They're really tempting as a, uh, as a dog, but what say you in that situation? <laughs> no, like you said, I'm really tempted. I mean, Jeez. we'll see how accurate these money splits are, but it looks like everyone's pouring money on Georgia, which makes me even more interested in Alabama as a dog. I don't know, man. I, if that's a, that's a spot where I might be underdog or nobody in that game. Oh, yeah. And if it gets too close to, I mean, if it gets down to th- four, then it's like, okay, then Alabama's obviously keeping this one close. I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Michigan and Iowa. I think Michigan, I think Michigan caught a break with not having to see Wisconsin in this yeah, game. I think I Michigan so. would have won either way, but it at least would have been a, uh, at least would have been a little, uh, a bit of a thinker. Iowa, if Iowa plays the perfect, perfect game, I don't want to give them a zero percent chance because if Iowa plays a perfect game, which they haven't played in a couple months, but if they play a perfect game, man, anything can happen. And the legendary words of Coach Lee Corso, they got two chances, slim and none. So <laughs> I, I think that you're telling uh, me there's a chance. I think this is a classic case of either you lay it or don't play it. I think somebody messed up. Uh, DraftKings, it's saying that it's plus ten. Michigan is plus ten and a half. I know that can't be right. Oh yeah, there's that, no way wrong. that there's no way that's right. Um, 
Man, oh man, I don't know. Michigan is uh, is a wagon right now. They took yeah. care of business. They they've taken care of business times when both of both you and I doubted them, and they took yeah. care of business. I hey, good for old uh, old John. You know, good for old John. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I'm sorry, son of a bitch. I always mix him up, uh, especially after last night's game when Baltimore. What the hell? Uh, good for old Jim, but uh, I don't know if I can lay the 10.5. I think that's where I'd lean to the 10.5. I don't think Iowa keeps it close. It's just their offense is so. broken, dude. It is bad. It's their it's offense. Really and and really I don't bad. think, even though their defense is good, I don't think they're going to have enough success against McNamara to really warrant keeping this within 10. I would lay it, dude. Maybe. I think I would okay. lay it. Interesting. We've, we've okay. tried. We've tried to back Iowa time and time again, and I just I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a perfect setup. Last one that I want to talk about: the game of the weekend, partner. Uh oh. Four and seven USC at four and seven Cal. Cal minus four. No, I'm just kidding. Beautiful game. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful yeah. game. Uh, huge rivalry, but obviously uh, totally nonsensical makeup game uh, that doesn't really matter at all. Not going to get either team boy eligibility. Uh, and, but uh, how about fucking old, uh, old Lane coming in for this game, plus four and a half doggy? Maybe you scoop up the points before anything happens, or maybe Lane has a chance to, hey, I want to insert this play here or there for this weekend. You mean weekend. Lincoln? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, Lincoln Riley, yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin, yeah, yeah. I was on Lane Kiffin, Link, Lincoln Riley. I know, I, I guess usually this doesn't, they don't have any hands in this time of, type of, like, game planning. I bet no. maybe, maybe he shows up on the sideline, though, and kind of yeah. just like, hey, that would be pretty sick. I don't that know. would be pretty sick. But, dude, speaking of, that pretty much does it for, also looking forward to App State and ULL. Uh, ULL comes in sure. as the plus two and a half. That, that's sure. going to be a classic fun belt matchup there. I can't wait to watch that. But, again, that. that's on Saturday, right? Yeah. But again, I don't understand why they wouldn't put like the maxion in that fun belt on Wednesday thirty. They could own the entire mm, night. I'd yeah. be more interested in whatever those games over uh, the yeah. Thursday night football game this week. Big time. Well, also interesting too. I mean, we skipped right over it. Wake Forest and Pitt, dude. Wake Forest coming yeah. in as the three and a half point dog. I mean, Pitt's fucking good, but so is Wake Forest's offense. I I'm not saying that they can't keep that within a uh, three three and a half. Point. Who's favored in that one? This is another one where Action App's got a typo on me. It's telling me oh, both maybe. teams are dog. Uh, I think Pitt, Pitt has to be minus three. Pitt has to be the favorite. I think so, no? right? Yeah. I like Pitt a lot. If Pitt's yeah. an underdog, give me Pitt. Well, yeah, if they're an underdog, but no, I don't think they're an underdog. I, I think they're going to be the favorite. But yeah, I you're think right. This, it's Pitt I, minus three. Yeah, I think this finishes by a, a field goal because I would make this Pitt minus two and a half is what I would yeah. make it. I think it finishes yeah. by a field goal, and I think the three and a half is kind of a setup. So there you go. There you have it. Um, Speaking of Lincoln Riley, though, what the hell, dude? Why? What? What? Oklahoma to USC was he getting too fucking cold like what what happened honestly I mean the the fact that they're moving to the SEC has me kind of surprised but at the same time he goes to the west coast to rejuvenate a team that uh historically uh, you know holds the same type of weight that Oklahoma does but he also has the opportunity to own the entire west coast like anybody that wants to go play on the west coast that's a good point he he's he's got the ticket he's got it oregon obviously is still really good but they're not chip kelly's Oregon like team. usc could become the trojans of old essentially exactly, like they, exactly they, what they I'm could saying. become like the the reggie bush and matt liner uh, right and he, matt, is he has to know that there's some type of plan for whatever this alliance is to oppose the sec because if, 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 so. if he thought if he kind of envisioned that there wasn't going to be uh, or if the SEC was just going to take over the entire country more so than what they already have, then I have to imagine he would have stuck around at Oklahoma. But, I mean, just for being the team on the West Coast and being in L.A., I mean, it's fucking nice and warm there. I, I don't blame him yeah, for that either. I but don't blame him. 
I feel like, and I've been saying this for a while, I, I and whether it's to myself or on the show, I don't think I've said it too much on the show, but I, I feel like it's just, it has to be so much easier to convince a kid that's 19 years old, 18, 19 years old, hey, come play in LA in the bright lights, or, you know, you can go have fun in the Big Ten and be freezing cold in the, in, in the end of October through the next two months and practice in bitter cold every day. Or, you know, you can come over here and be 60 to 70 and sunny and, you know, have a nice time every yeah. single day of the week, every, uh, every day of the year. I don't know. You tell me. I agree, man, and I think I would fly out to L.A. I mean, with especially yeah. as how uh, how cold it's getting around here around these times. I mean, I wouldn't mind playing a little football in the warm weather. Uh, the old cold weather really starts to suck this time of the year. So, I don't know, man. I think it's wild, craziest move that uh, has happened in college football for a while. But then again, I said it at the top of the show. I mean, we got a, br- a, a brand new vacancy in LSU and a brand new vacancy in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, I think uh, jobs, I think that uh, you could just transfer old Coach O right into Oklahoma. I mean, it's a fit and a half. Boom, a sooner, hey. baby. I mean, I, I don't know if you ask I think- me, but. I, I don't disagree with you. I think that dude's about to ride off into the sunset. And really? he already said, like him, and, there was reports that him and his girlfriend, like they're packing up. They already got their bags packed. They, uh, he's not coaching in their bowl game. They want, It was like a final send-off win on Saturday night, and now he's going to Destin, Florida. He's just and everyone's out. like, this is the place where, uh, Destin is the place where everyone in the South goes to basically just kick up their feet. And I would not be surprised at all if that's what Coach O does. Because, I mean, he loves LSU. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he doesn't want to coach anywhere else. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, if anywhere would take him, it would be Oklahoma. But I mean, yeah, I just uh, so I don't know who you who you send to LSU. Maybe Urban Meyer goes back to the college scene after this yeah. failed one year. Right. I mean, this because everyone's been bad, like, oh, dude. Urban Meyer's gonna be pissed. USC's not there. Okay, well now you got two jobs about similar caliber in Oklahoma and LSU. Hundred so. percent. I could see uh-huh. Urban at either one of those schools too. I could I could see him more at Oklahoma than LSU, but. Either way, I mean, it. Yeah, I don't know. it's going to be interesting here in the offseason what the hell actually happens. But I can't believe that um, that Lincoln just jumped ship. But, but pre-bowl, like everything, just peace out, motherfuckers. I'm gone. And like, I didn't that, see that it. it. I don't it was know. insane. The, the context made I didn't see it. Context made it sound like it was like Friday someone asked him like about the LSU job. And he said, I'm not going to be the coach at LSU. He didn't say I'm sticking around here. He said, I'm not going to be the coach at LSU. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, all right, cool. Sounds good, dude. So we won't think about it, whatever. And then all of a sudden, he's USC <laughs> head coach now. What the hell is that? I don't know. And I think that's, that's insane, uh, dude. I think insane. that Lane Kiffin to uh, Oklahoma report has got to be super fishy. That doesn't sound mm-hmm. right at all. I, I don't yeah. think he's leaving, man. Why would you leave? You got your franchise quarterback for the next 15 years, and you're coaching Arizona. Why would you leave that? He's going so, – well, not uh, – that's – you said Lane what Kiffin. What did I say? Not, oh, did I? Oh, wow. I'm at Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Wow, hey, we're, we're both, both fucking up it up. It's all right. Yeah, they're all the same. They're all Cliff the same Kingsbury. fucking offense. They all do the same thing. Low-key, yeah. though, speaking of Lane Kiffin, I think he's going somewhere because on his Twitter last night, he was posting all type of pictures of his PJ and in New Orleans. He was in New Orleans at the freaking – Oh shit! He could be. He, he's, he took a picture he, of the Caesar Sportsbook dome. I was like, "Why is he in New Orleans? What would that be?" <laughs> Fucking Baton Rouge, you dumbass! Yeah, what a wow! So maybe Lincoln Ole Miss Riley is fantastic goes to job, LSU. But, yeah, Ole Miss is fantastic not, job, but either of those not two Lincoln be a small Riley. Step up. Lincoln Riley is in. Fucking USC, Lane Kiffin to LSU, and Cliff Kingsbury staying in Arizona with Kyler. 
Jiminy Christmas. Holy hell. All right, there we are. Now we're all uh, in track, everything. There's going to be a lot of movement here, I think, yeah. um, in the uh, offseason. So I can't wait, but I can't wait for bowl season. I can't wait for what's coming up, dude. It's only going to get better. College basketball is only going to get better. I mean, it has been bananas already. There's been plenty of onions moments time and time again. I can't wait for the next two, three, four, five months here are just, I mean, it's absolutely going to be electric. At least two, three months until we, uh, yeah. hey, we sleep in May is what it really boils down to, I suppose. So outside of that, partner, um, before we dish out a couple of key announcements, get into some motivation minutes, get on out of here. Anything else uh, you got in the sports world, sports gambling world front? Not uh, not that's coming to the top of my head here. Me neither, man. I got Look, uh, actually looks uh -oh. like uh, we won't dive too deep into it. It looks like uh, Cowboys play Thursday. They've got some COVID issues. Mike McCarthy tested positive, and they play oh, on Thursday. So could have jeepers. some issues against the Saints this week. Jeepers, creepers. That's something you definitely got to think about. Um, shout out, roll birds. James O'Shaughnessy, baby. Our yes, guy. Uh, tight end Dan Arnold, your guy uh, who the Jags picked up recently has got a grade two MCL sprain. He's going to miss some time for a while. That's why we saw James absolutely dominating yesterday. So I think that uh, he will continue to do so. It looks like he's going to be the next man up as far as that be uh, that being concerned. Dan Arnold probably out four to six weeks. Uh, Matt Rule, despite all of the nonsense that happened uh, with P.J. Walker coming in, Cam Newton getting the start, what the Cam fuck is actually rough, going on? Uh, Cam was rough yesterday. I said it to one of our buddies when we were watching it, man. I think is what it is, is if you're the 10-yard line and in with Cam, beautiful. That's the offense oh, yeah. that he needs. But if he has to make a throw past 10 yards, maybe we were both underestimating the dude. Maybe he really is broken throwing the ball. Like, maybe it wasn't just a little COVID bump and hiccup and he needed some yeah. time off. Like, man, he really can't throw the ball. And I hate saying that, but fuck, because I love it's him bad. as a human. I love him as a human, but, man, that yeah. looked bad. That looked I bad. I watched a lot of it, man. It was Ooh. rough. I, I, I've joked to you, I, I last handful of Sundays, I've given my girlfriend, like, a $5, like, give yourself a three-leg parlay. She picked <laughs> the Panthers. We were watching that one. And I was like telling her about Cam Newton. It's been rough, and they were at the one yard line. And I was like, "Oh, but don't worry about this. Like, if I had to select one single person to put right in this exact spot, this is the guy I want, Cam Newton." So, like you said, I think he, I think he has a place on any on, on any specific team. Like you said, I would be even on the. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> at the one yard at line line, at least, like I would even not, I wouldn't even hate having him on the Packers, despite Aaron Rodgers. But you put yeah, him on the one yard line, he's gonna. I know. I like in my head, I was like, am I really about to say that? But honestly, <laughs> yes, yeah, I would at the one yard line, man. I wouldn't pick anyone else to pick up one single yard in the entire NFL. For sure, I uh, I would agree with you on that standpoint. It looks like he's still going to get the start. Uh, P.J. Walker will be second in line, and then Sam Darnold's going to start throwing again this week. So we'll see what happens there with the Panthers. I, I don't know what happens in that front. I mean, Miami Miami looks to be back in action. With Finn's up, baby. I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, they're getting scrappy. Goodness gracious, um, Teddy Bridgewater lower leg contusion. Uh. Uh, looks like Drew Locke will probably be in. No idea what it, it might be manageable, oh, but I got no idea. Oh, there must be huge news, and I might have just called it. I hope that I'd called it. Mags, please hit us with it. What the hell just happened? Well, so we didn't mention it at all. There has been some big old MLB offseason movement partner, but the bombshell to end all bombshells oh, of this offseason. Oh, shit. Mad Max oh, Scherzer. Three shit. years, $130 oh, million to shit. the New York Mets. Oh, Holy shit. shit. No way, dude. Wow. No way. 
Wow. Gosh, Huge offseason acquisition by the Dodgers to try and get him that, oh, to try and allow him to lift the World Series trophy, and they just couldn't get it done. The Mets are trying to build to that Mets. squad, huh? Ooh. Mets are trying to build that squad. I guess they did need one more. We talked about it a few weeks back. They kind of needed just one more arm in that rotation to get it done. They need but some offense. But... They need some damn offense, boy. That's that's a for sure wow. thing. Oh, man. But you st- DeGrom, Scherzer, one and two, <laughs> give me a break. Goodness gracious. That's that insane. That is unbelievable, That's man. insane, dude. Holy that might be the smokes. best. Uh, that's got to be among, especially if both of those guys are clicking again next year. That's as good of a wow. one-two punch in the fucking history wow. of the game, dude. That's insane, dude. That's insane. Per oh jet passing. Shout out. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, that's bananas. That 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 might be the uh, news of the entire entire day. Yeah, entire yeah, week. That's that's insane. That's gonna stick for a while. Okay, it's a good a good movement. Aside from that, Gozman to uh, Gozman to the Rays. The Rangers are making some moves. I Shout mean, out Gozman, dude. He was oof. a fucking wagon for us this past year. So was Flexen, the legend of Chris Flexen. Can't wait to. I can't wait for MLB to be back and utilize some of the things we're learning, dude. I want to. Yeah. I want to get good at freaking MLB. I, know, I freaking man. hate it, man. I hate being less than fifty percent on some. Oh, it just makes me so mad. We'll get back to it. Uh, outside of that, holy cow, uh, wow. cu- couple key DTL announcements. That was insane. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Wise Words, our other show, our weekly show every Wednesday, drops on the YouTube channel at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time and then on every major podcast directory after that. Season 2, Episode 1, featuring Yanni the Greek Corrales, our guy, the Vegas runner, Ace, the leader of the Not Fucking Around crew, the man, the myth, the legend himself, gave us an absolutely electric uh, opening show for season two. We're actually recording episode number two tonight, 5 p.m. We're recording that bad boy. Uh, Got our guest. Cannot wait to talk to him. Uh, Dare I say he is the biggest name in all of sports gambling media right now. What do I know? Who am I? All I know is I can't wait to talk to him. That'll yeah. be dropping uh, season two, episode number two, Wednesday, December the first. Holy shit, we're already into December, partner. Wowza kapowza. Um, December the first at twelve p.m. Central Standard Time. Once again on the YouTube channel, and then every major podcast directory uh, after that. You can also find it. Go to talkingtheline.com and just hit the Wise Words Podcast tab. Just like the Talking the Line podcast and Cup of Joe on campus every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can hit each one of those tabs, find every directory it's on, see the YouTube link, everything like that. Just go to TalkingTheLine.com. You'll find it all there. You'll also find uh, our blogs, our best bets. You can find live lines and odds, all types of other stuff. Our partners, just check out TalkingTheLine.com. It's all there for you, my friends. Outside of that, told you where to find our bets, told you where to find all of our content. We're going to keep making this TTL Sports Media rocket ship bigger, better, faster, and stronger to blow through the atmosphere, straight through the moon. But uh, before we have the opportunity to do that here today and uh, close out this here show, partner, anything else you got over on that side of the screen? Last thing before you uh, finish it off, partner, mm-hmm. if you haven't tuned in a cup of Joe on campus, please do. College football Hold hasn't on. been bad, but partner... You Hot. and I, I got to check the record. Hot. Our Cup of Joe and Campus College Basketball Saturday Hot. records is off the fucking charts. I know Ridiculous. I know yours is. I know Ridiculous. my personal record. I, 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 not that toot our own horns. I think I missed bad. two. Yeah, I think I missed two on Saturday. It's uh, yeah. yeah. 
Tune into Cup of Joe on campus. and Saturday basketball. Whew. Yeah, before we close it out, shit, let's talk about that real quick. We had uh, Joe and Dion D'Amico on this past Saturday. Shout out to both of you guys. We appreciate the hell out of them, too, so much. Uh, they were some of our first connections in the industry. And, man, we have such a blast when we have them on. Yeah. We, I mean, it is laugh after laugh after laugh. And, hell, they dished out four free picks. And uh, might I add, they went 4-0. and oh, So you got even more ticket cashing from the D. D- D'Amico's, D'Amico's um, this past weekend. So make sure you tune in. Shout out, partner. Cup of Joe on campus every Saturday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. We run through the t- entire collegiate football slate and college basketball slate. Before you know it, it'll only be college basketball. We'll have to update that uh, intro timer as oh, yeah. well. We'll have to talk oh, to yeah. the uh, graphics intern about that. So uh, let me actually write that down so we uh, got that uh, as a little something something. All right, Already there we the go. plans for the intern. Let's go, baby. All right. Hey, I like that you're uh, on top of the intern. Good shit. Good stuff. All right. <laughs> outside of that. I, I got nothing else going on, nothing else on this side of the camera. I got one final thing to dish out. Everybody knows it. Anything left from you, my friend? No, sir. Okay. It's time for the final segment of the day, the segment that rarely anybody in our industry does. They like to spread around that negativity, that toxicity, and that bullshit. You ain't going to find that here at the TTL Pot. You might see people chirping us. But we ain't ever going to chirp back unless it is well within our rights to chirp back on something that is just far off base. But you will never find me going back and forth with 22 follower dipshit dummy McGee 01765230 in my life. I got no time for it. I don't care. I'm going to spread the positivity. So without further ado, it's time for the last segment of the day. My Motivation Minutes and the first of the two weekly John Wooden quotes. So first, let me hit you with a quote, give you a little perspective on it, and then we'll get on out of here. John Wooden quote of the day. You're not a failure until you start blaming others for your mistakes. You're not a failure until you start blaming others for your mistakes. And I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. There's not much that... uh Really, I need to add into addition of that. That's why we do these John Wooden quotes, or I do these John Wooden quotes, because they're just so powerful in and of themselves. But really, anything you do, you can't fail at. Excuse me, you can't, you cannot fail at anything you try. I used to think you could. I used to be afraid to take leaps of faith faith all the time. And I know I can probably speak for my partner in that same vein as we stood on the ledge for a while before we decided to jump and take TTL full time and start networking and, and building our own personal brands within the industry. And there is no failure as long as you just continue to learn to learn. And if you stop to try and find reasons as to why all these things are happening to you or try and find that, oh, this mistake is because of Sally Q. Smith or this problem in my life right now is because of John Q. Sample. Or if you try and pick out all those things, you're not going to have time to spend time thinking on the things that actually help you grow. Instead of worrying about why these things are happening, worry about why or, or who, who, who's making these things happen to you, rather. Worry about why they're happening to you. Who cares about whose fault it is or what the issue is or, oh, this this didn't go as we all anticipated as a group. And, oh, my gosh, it's this person's fault 100%. There's no reason for that because then that just makes you set back even further. You're not going anywhere by blaming anybody. So I suppose 
real simple in and of itself not much more i need to add is that you're not a failure until you start blaming others for your mistakes and i think that's right where we'll leave it so remember one more time you're not a failure until you start blaming others for your mistakes and that does it for my motivation minutes of the day i like it my man I like it quite a bit. Good accountability check for you right there. Yes, sir. Sure enough. Uh, you know, sometimes, man, there's just nothing nothing more I can really add to these John Wooden no. quotes. I try and <laughs> I try and reach for certain things. It's just like, you know what? That hey, that is cookies right there in and of itself. So stop blaming others. Start looking yourself in the mirror and start taking accountability for what you got going on in your life. That automatically does it or officially does it, I suppose for my motivation minutes of the day. All right, 20 minutes after the top of the hour. Nothing left from me, partner. Anything you saw pop up on the screen over there, anything in between might be worth mentioning before we get on out of here. Uh, let's see. Debo Samuel will have an MRI in his groin today. Expected mm-hmm. to miss a little time. Uh, Niners currently find themselves sixth in the uh, NFC right now, grabbing that uh, wow. second wild card spot, not even in the last one. So Wowza. big uh, big outage there for the Niners if he misses some time. Show enough. Uh, one final little piece there. With the addition of uh, Mad Max Scherzer to the New York Mets, they have gone from plus 2,000 to plus 1,400 as World Series 2022 favorites. So that rotation, oh that rotation is going to be bananas. If they can figure it out on the uh, – on the offensive side of the ball, it might be something there. But there you go. There you have it. That seems like an episode of the TTL pod, unless I missed anything, partner. Uh, no, most definitely not. That is all she wrote. All right, my friend. Well, my friend, my friends, without further ado, let's close this show the only way we know how. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide. For myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 171 of the TTL pod. From both of us, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it from the bottom of our heart. Thank you for your support, your following, your comments, your retweets, your likes, your follows, everything in between, the shares, everything, everything, everything. We see it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have any other plans, a terrific start to your week after a few lazy days of Thanksgiving. And as always, let's cash some tickets.